Welcome to the Douglas Update on Integrative Medicine, integrating the best from all medical disciplines. I'm Dr. William Campbell Douglas. This is episode number three. None of the contents of TDU podcasts constitute medical or professional advice, and no person listening should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of this podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice from a qualified healthcare professional. Now, integrative medicine is all about freedom to choose whatever we and our doctors decide to integrate, right? And on the last episode and this episode, we're talking about the opposite of medical freedom, medical fascism, health fascism. And I think that's the real battle going on, freedom versus fascism. And I think it's critical to recognize the signs of it during these pandemic times. Now, in the practice of medicine, signs are essential. They're the things we can see, uh, what we can observe about our patients. And the symptoms are what patients report to us. They're both necessary to try to figure out what's going wrong, symptoms and the signs. But the signs are most like the clues to the detective. Sometimes they're just subtle hints, like harbingers of problems to come. But sometimes signs in medicine are so obvious they give you the diagnosis right away, like See that knife stuck in your leg, sir? That's your problem. And same thing now with the signs of medical fascism, especially over the past couple of years. They're pretty darn obvious. And if you just look at the signs, you'll nail the diagnosis. And do you recall the term fascia from the last episode? The anatomical term for the connective tissue of the body? And so the term medical fascism is like the connective tissue the adhesions, really, that bind together our government healthcare agencies and the private sector, especially the pharmaceutical industry. We can call it healthcare corporatism gone mad because it's like an insanely tangled web of deception and disinformation. And there's the undeserved name-calling and branding disinformation doc. It's like the scarlet letter of medicine today. Look over there. They are the culprits causing vaccine hesitancy. And yet, who are the real disinformationists? Anyway, here's a quick quiz question for you. Do you recall what is probably one of the biggest and worst signs of medical fascism? Remember the fix from the disinformation playbook that's used routinely by the fascists? Yeah, the fix, it's agency capture, where government healthcare agencies like the FDA, CDC, and NIH are literally captured by big pharma. And here's the final question for you from last week. What's the clear sign of agency capture, the sign that the fix is in? Here's a hint, look for the door. Yeah, that would be the revolving door transporting who we assume to be our public servants, there to serve us by protecting us, like the long line of FDA commissioners who come from the boards of pharmaceutical companies and who eventually retire from their roles at the FDA as commissioners to rejoin the drug companies they came from.
Well, shoot, the other signs of the times, these medical fascism times, are so numerous that we can't possibly discuss them all. And it's such a complex, tangled web. I've been racking my brain to just try to put it all together in, into these talking points. But here are some of the other big signs. There's lying, fraud, corruption, and cover-ups. Media capture, not just agency capture, right? And there's the medical propaganda. And what's really gross is the compliance and conformance by doctors and citizens. Compliance to the authoritarianism. For the rest of this episode, let me just zero in on the lying sign. Some of the most important lies we're being told. And that's the real disinformation. You know, I, I like to think D for deliberately misleading information. That's disinformation. Now, misinformation is just innocent, incorrect information out of ignorance or maybe a relative lack of information where your research has been limited. So you may miss the mark on informing people properly. Both types of information are untrue, but one is innocent. The other is deceitful and wicked. So doesn't it come down to you're either ignorant and spreading misinformation or you're lying and spreading disinformation and withholding information? There's only those two choices. Well, there might be a third option. You're just plain too stupid. But I really don't know any doctors who are stupid. So how about this lie, this disinformation, in my opinion? The off-patent and non-patentable orphan drugs and natural products like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, and nigella sativa are ineffective against COVID-19 and even dangerous. That's not true, according to the scientific evidence. Again, just look at our COVID-19 resources document for yourself at douglasupdate.com or peruse the FLCCC website. And for that matter, Let's keep asking why some states are passing laws clearing the way for their doctors to integrate these medicines, like Governor DeSantis in Florida. And ivermectin is even available over-the-counter now in Tennessee and New Hampshire, I think, which is great because effective antivirals need to be started as early as possible. And why won't the medical fascists publicly debate us about these things? And why such contempt on their part? It's cowardice, I think. And how about this lie? COVID-19 virus SARS-CoV-2 originated in the Wuhan wet market. That's just plain silly at this point. And no, as far as I know, Chinese people don't eat bat meat in the first place. And to spread that untruth again about the wet market origin, you're either ignorant or lying or stupid. And you need to read the book, COVID-19 and the Global Predators by Peter Bruggen, because it has all of the documentation showing pretty conclusively that the SARS-CoV-2 virus originated in the laboratory of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That gain of function research, gain of lethal function. They created a new spike protein that can bind to human cells. It's all there in the book. But that simply can't be true, because I have never heard anything about it. Alrighty then. Trouble is to accept the truths and reject disinformation, like the wet market lie, means you have to accept that the likes of Anthony Fauci and a lot of other people with our own NIH and even 
University of North Carolina and University of Texas Medical Branch and EcoHealth Alliance and others, that they're all in collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party and Xi Li, the bat lady and all. Yeah, origins do matter, but that's just too scary and too difficult for most people to even consider. How much easier and more comfortable is it to just pop another blue pill and rely on the so-called fact checkers on the mainstream media, right? Just call it conspiracy and remain ignorant. It's so much harder though to look into these things for yourself and come to the conclusion that we've been duped. Dr. Douglas is paranoid. We think he needs a formal psychiatric evaluation by the Ministry of Truth, also known as the Federation of State Medical Boards. And the ministers are eager to counsel him in room 101. Paranoid? Maybe a little. I mean, am I next in line for a state board hearing or some bogus peer review or something? And have you heard of the Biden administration's disinformation governance board, the DGB? Holy crap on a cracker. That's the modern version of George Orwell's Ministry of Truth. Yeah, beware when they say our independent fact checkers have determined such and such. Okay, and how about this disinformation, this lie that we're being told? Vaccines are just plain safe and effective, and they're as good or better than any immunity you'd ever get after being infected by the virus. <clears throat> Not true. Here's Anthony Fauci answering to CNN's Sanjay Gupta after Dr. Gupta asked him if natural immunity from infection is as good or better than the immunity conferred from the vaccines. You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. And here's our trusted Fauci on C-SPAN some months before that answer she's had the flu for 14 days should she get a flu shot well no if she got the flu for 14 days she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine she doesn't need it because the, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself yeah i agree with tony on this one that the most important vaccination is getting infected yourself. And that's because of the serological memory, the antibodies floating around in your blood. And even better, what we call T-cell memory, T-cell immunity. Liar, liar, hands on fire. It's Douglas the disinformation doc. Crucify that liar. Now, I just hope you'll take a look at this report on our website. It's called 48 efficacy studies that rebuke the vaccine mandates, published just for you by the Brownstone Institute. Basically, what they show is that the vaccines apparently were important to reduce severe disease and death in people infected with the Delta variant of COVID-19, but we've got to consider all cause mortalities in people vaccinated. Also. The vaccines clearly don't do what traditional vaccines are supposed to do, and that is they don't prevent the virus from spreading. 
And so these vaccines can never be expected to contain or eradicate the virus. After all, it is one of the families of viruses that cause the common cold. It's a coronavirus. And we've never had any successful vaccines against any of the cold viruses. And so eventually, most of us will get infected by COVID, but hopefully with the progressively weaker strains. Yes, so this 48 studies paper, the evidence, the scientific evidence demonstrates that the COVID-19 vaccines also have a very limited capacity to prevent you from getting the symptomatic disease in the first place. And the people who are vaccinated, well, they spread the COVID-19 virus as much or more than the people who choose not to be vaccinated. And that's because vaccinated people can get infected and then harbor culture and then transmit the virus very readily and very unknowingly to other people, whether those other people are vaccinated or not. The famous Barnstable study showed that in all infected people, it's the vaccinated who harbor the most virus in their noses more than the unvaccinated people. So essentially this shows that the vaccines actually promote the carrier state in humans. Honey, is what Dr. Douglas saying really true? I don't know, darling. He seems to be sincere. But why don't we check his information sources, to verify? Good, please verify for yourself. But please don't label me as the disinformation doc until you do. This research I'm telling you about comes from Dr. Katherine Brown of the Massachusetts Department of Health, from Dr. Kaysen Remersma at the University of Wisconsin, and from Dr. Anika Singhanayagam at the Imperial College of London. I'm just the messenger here. So, logically, we should, and we will, mandate forced vaccinations upon our global subjects, including the children, and I say, damn the parents. Even though in children, the risks from the vaccines are far greater than the risks from the infection, why should any youngsters get any of these vaccines other than to boost the profits of the national and global medical fascists at our expense? Yet for adults back in the time of the Delta variant, the vaccines did appear to lessen the severity of the illness, but the virus has changed with the times to become less lethal, even though it's spreading to everyone. It's called vaccine mismatch at this point. And so do you want to get the jab every six months for a virus that, at least at this point, has evolved to be much less deadly and more like one of the natural cold viruses and probably won't respond to the vaccine anyway? And the jab that overall appears to increase all-cause mortality? Check out the report on our website. The title is Mortality in Cyprus over the period 2016 to 2021. And I thank Steve Kirsch again for sending that one. Now let me get back to our 48 studies and the lies about the vaccines. We have research out of Scotland from their National Public Health Agency. It's the winter statistical report on COVID-19. It was from back in January of this year. And the data is described as startling. And indeed it is because it showed that the vaccines are failing miserably against the Omicron variants. The data is described as very troubling because it shows that across each dose of the three booster inoculations that the vaccinated people are greatly more infected than the unvaccinated. 
Do you think this is just disinformation coming from Scotland's health officials? And the report goes on to say that, quote, hospital admissions of people who got vaccinated are stunningly elevated after the second inoculation, unquote. That's interesting, a negative dose response. And here's quoting again from Scotland, quote, we observe massive elevation in death at the second inoculation, unquote. Was any of this information on CNN or Fox? And we can see the same pattern in other reports, like the one from the United Kingdom that came out about a month later. Here's a quote from that report, quote, the vaccinated are at higher risk of infection as well as hospitalization and even death. This is particularly marked for those in receipt of double vaccinations, and there is increased risk of death for those who are triple vaccinated, especially as age increases, end quote. So really, we need to be asking ourselves, who are the real disinformationists? Is it England and Scotland's public health agencies? Or is it our agencies, our own FDA, CDC, and the NIH, in cahoots with Big Pharma and our mainstream media? Check out the 45 studies for yourself. Be your own fact checker. Again, the 45 studies document is part of our COVID-19 resources document on douglasupdate.com. And why aren't we hearing more about this on mainstream media and the mainstream medical media? It's because of medical fascism, healthcare corporatism gone mad with its agency capture and media capture by Big Pharma. And we don't know what they don't show. We'll talk a lot more about the specific safety concerns of the vaccines themselves and the obvious harms, the research showing the effects on the heart, myocarditis. I actually have a patient on the heart transplant list right now after getting his second shot. And there's the clotting problems, for example, also problems on fertility, the reproductive issues. Do you know any women reporting altered menstrual cycles after getting vaccinated? The list goes on. Hey, do you want to give a loved one a veritable wake-up call about all this? Just go to the website realnotrare.com. These are real COVID vaccine injured people. Rare? No. Basically, according to the data on VAERS, that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System maintained by our own CDC, according to VAERS, the total number of deaths from the COVID-19 vaccines is more than twice the number of deaths from all the other vaccines since 1990. God help us all to be able to live and survive this incredibly confusing cognitive dissonance that we're living in with the doublethink. It's been like we've been bombarded by it for over two years, and unless we take the red pill and have eyes to see the truth and resist it, I imagine there could be more mandates for vaccines, more lockdowns, like they're doing now in Shanghai. I mean, really, is Beijing next? What about New York City or LA? And soon, how about even mandates for national and global vaccine passports? Essentially, your very own New World Order digital ID QR code. My goodness, Dr. Douglas. Just look into our faces. We are the ministers of truth for world health. And do you really believe we are part of some global technocratic biosecurity state? Uh, yeah. And not just that, but also that it's the basis for a global public health system. 
And guess what? This is all about integrative medicine. Why? Because, again, it's a very real battle going on, largely behind the scenes, freedom versus fascism, and having the freedom that allows you and your doctor to be able to talk openly and privately and to integrate what's best from all medical disciplines for your health and healing. Next week, we're going to expose the outright corruption, the cover-ups, the fraud, and malfeasance by our own government health agencies in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies, more obvious signs of medical fascism. The content of the Douglas Update does not reflect the opinions of our promotional sponsors, advertising agencies, parent company, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Hey fellow integrators, do you want to receive a very brief e-newsletter? It's a golden integrative medicine nugget that encapsulates the essence of each TDU episode. Just go to douglasupdate.com and click subscribe.